I'm at the Red House with Kyle Kelly. Hey, man. What's up? Thanks for coming over. Dude, thanks for having me. Yeah. I'll, I'll kind of preface this the same way I did when I talked to uh, our mutual friend, Seth, yeah. not too long ago. I saw y'all at the same songwriter swap, and it, it's just been... its I've had a couple of opportunities where things were just kind of refreshing, um, where I would meet artists sort of in the state of North Carolina who were, I guess from what I could tell super song focused yeah. and like craft focused For rather sure. than just uh exclusively like doing the the band thing i guess yeah because i feel like i come across that a lot more like the 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 band entity um but i was very excited about your voice so excited about your songwriting and excited yeah. to cross paths with you yeah man thanks yeah wow. so let's learn about you i guess all right where did it all start oh um so the first thing I remember, um, I fell in love with the drums around the age of eight. And I tell people this too, uh, it, the movie Drumline was really like the thing that did it for me. Like, I don't know. I mean, I was always a big fan of rock and roll and stuff and, and growing up, but I remember seeing Nick Cannon playing drums. I was like, I got to learn how to play drums. Mm. I don't know, his was more obviously marching band style, but for some reason it was just like, I got to play the drums, I got to play drums. So I'd started practicing with uh, chopsticks in a tin can that got on my mom and dad's nerves and my siblings' nerves really quick. And then uh, guitar came around the age of 12. I uh, started teaching myself, but, um, and I always tell people this too, is like I was a very uh, sports focused. I grew up, my dad was a kicker in college and football my brother uh was baseball football and i'm the youngest of three my sister was cheerleader in track and so like we were very uh sports focused and athletes in the family so like i loved music but sports was definitely my first love and um, i just kind of always assumed that i was going to be a professional athlete i guess what you know growing up everybody uh, as a kid, you have dreams and aspirations to do that. Um, but I always kind of played music on the side. And, um, you know, I, I taught myself a little bit. I took lessons for like three months, if that, uh, at our local music store. And then it was baseball season, so I kind of gave up that. But I always played and always learned how to play by just YouTube, YouTube University mm -hmm. and, and that. And, uh, you know, so... That's kind of where it all started. Um, you know, I think just like every other uh, teenager, I got into the, the heavy metal rock, like Metallica, and then it just kind of went to, you know, just full-on 80s and went back to the 70s, 60s, and just kind of obviously got my education of the full spectrum of music, and I uh, picked out what I liked with that. And... Um, yeah, it just kind of was a big melting pot of music for me. Just what I liked, and I definitely liked stuff that other people. I wasn't listening to what everybody else was listening to back in, you know, middle school, high school, and everything. I was definitely listening to the rock, the old stuff, and everybody was listening to whatever was new at that time. And uh, it was a little bit of a. I'd, I'd always get kind of made fun of because I'd want to get pumped up for a game or something, and I'd be listening to. I mean, I'd be listening to Skinner, and Skinner's my favorite band all time. Mm. Uh, not for the stereotypical reasons that everybody else wants to use it for, but just the the true 
songwriting of uh, Ronnie Van Zant and Alan Collins and just the whole band, um, the whole thing about them and how they came together and what they had to overcome and what they've done. Uh, a lot of people just look at Sweet Home Alabama or Freebird and that's as far as they get. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's, I don't know, it, it, it's, I tell people, you know, Leonard Skinner and they're automatically, oh, he's just a redneck. And it's like, nah, I, I like it for reasons other than the obvious. Yeah. But um, it's, uh, yeah, so uh, going back to like sports and stuff, um, I, I pretty much was dead set on becoming a professional athlete. Um, and then I went to college for baseball at Catawba College in Salisbury and got hurt. I mean, all that, all through that time, I'd kind of slowly been picking up, uh, guitar a little bit more and actually was, uh, playing drums a lot more and I got hurt and I was a lefty pitcher and I blew out my elbow and it was the decision of, okay, rehab, surgery, and then you're going to be here for five years. And at that point it was like tuition's not cheap. And I was, you know, of course my parents were helping me out with that. And that was a very big blessing, but also too, it was just like, I hate school. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like going to class. And, uh, I was like, I don't think I want to add another extra year to this. And I love baseball, but it's just, you know, um, and also, I forgot to kind of mention in there, I'm a big car enthusiast, and that's kind of how me and Seth know each other, too. Gotcha. Uh, we, um, we like old stuff, and it kind of goes hand-in-hand hand with the music. And um, So I like tinkering with old cars, and that's definitely a big part of my image now, uh, for sure. But definitely, um, you know, got out of sports, and I started focusing on music and, and really, like, the work ethic that I was having towards sports carried over to music. And all of a sudden, like I'm super obsessed with music again, like I was when I was younger. And like, it was always a battle between the two. And then obviously cars at a young age made its way in there too. And I don't know, I'm just, I'm a, I like a lot of things and I like to, I don't like to limit myself. And I like to keep the door open because there's so many things that could happen and you never know what could walk through the door and you just have to be willing to accept it and run with it. Mm. And that's always kind of the attitude I've had. It's like, why not try this? You know, don't be identified as one single thing. Cause then if that thing ever disappears, well then you might lose who you are. And I don't know, it's just kind of a facetious way to look at it maybe. But, uh, I just kind of, um, I kind of, I just kind of cling to anything and everything and, and try to find the beauty in everything as it is naturally like that. And, you know, just like to explore and check things out. So, um, not to drag it out and keep talking about it, but, um, that's what you're here for. Bro. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, um, I graduate, well, I start playing shows, I guess. Let me rephrase or backtrack a little bit. I start playing shows about my sophomore year because I stopped playing ball. And uh, I was a hired gun for drums. Um, played in a few bands for some different people and graduated. And I was already playing guitar a lot more. And I, well, I guess really I started writing back in college around when I was 21, so my junior year. Um, started writing just 
things, you know, just things I've seen and I never really took it serious. And also I didn't really start singing until I was, I guess, 20, it was in college when I started singing. Mm. I never, I never professionally got lessons or anything like that. I just kind of started teaching myself and, you know, I, I know what, good sounding drums sound like or, or what it sounds like to play along to something so it's like I can judge myself pretty fairly but I was definitely very nervous and you know self-conscious about it because you're being judged by other people and you want other people to think you're good because that's the only way that's one way of measuring success I guess you could say is other people liking what you're doing you said um, something I want to remember so please don't mind me no you're fine you're fine um so that was a big thing. It was a big obstacle for me. Was trying to overcome the pressures of letting people hear me sing, and um, you know, I, I basically kept chipping away at it. Wrote a few songs, and then I went kind of put that on the back burner a little bit, and then kept uh, hired being a hired gun and going to play drums for buddies and, and guitar a little bit here and there. And I'd sing. I'd sing cover songs, and I'd sing some more stuff that I'd kind of sat down and uh, tinkered with in my head. And uh, I just kept having a lot of encouragement from friends and fellow musicians who were like, man, you're, you, you know, you can do it. Like, you're really good. You can sing. you got a great outlook on how th- you're writing. It's different. It's, it's not the norm. And, you know, you should really think about trying to do your own thing. And I was like, well, you know, that's great. And then also I'd, I'd battle with the – you're just saying that because you're my friend and and it's the real you know i think every artist goes through it uh is the the self-conscious battle of am i good enough situation and one day it just kind of didn't mean anything to me and i just started doing it i started playing my shows and getting out there and really started hitting it hard and trying to write what i like not necessarily what mainstream or whatever is popular and I just was writing from a perspective of real experience for me and also things that I've seen just from playing out because you know you play these bars and middle of nowhere and you're gonna see a lot of stuff I mean it's all you know I, I guess you know people getting absolutely drunk and trying to cheat or are cheating and dancing with people that shouldn't be dancing with and doing things and hustling game of pool and all that stuff like you know just things like that and um it's a it's a it's a wild thing to see it firsthand and then you know i'm i'd like to challenge myself to like okay put myself in that person's shoes and what are they going through and really try to feel what they're going through in their mental state and how they're making the decisions they are right now Mm. and and just it's a i don't know it's 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 a crazy thing to try to do for sure and sometimes i feel like i it's i can speak from it from a point of relatability um but also try to put a little bit of uh fiction in there to just make a story so it's that's a that's a fun side of it but but yeah, it's, I guess that's kind of a timeline of from the very beginning to kind of where, where I guess I started writing. 
Yeah, and, and a little taste, it sounds like, of your perspective yeah. as a writer, too. Yeah, 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 for sure. Well, there's a lot in there that you just laid out that um, that is that can kind of act as common ground for us. I'm yeah. Like, kind of weirdly, a lot of common ground. Like, uh, yeah. I started out as a drummer as a kid as well, yeah. you know, and like that kind of informed my path into music. Um, I kind of adopt, I kind of inherited that from my family. Like my dad was a drummer too and stuff. Cool. And, uh, and also sports being kind of my primary sense, I think of, of identity and my, like I, I wanted, I, I was a little oblivious of myself and my own shortcomings yeah. literally at the time. Uh, but I wanted to be in the NBA and shit like that. And then like, <laughs> yeah. you know, toward the end of high school, I didn't, I had no chance of playing in college or anything like that, but started realizing that this gap was going to be in my life and music sort of filled that gap. Yeah. Um, and as you were talking, one thing that, that came to mind that was interesting. So I, I kind of, I'm curious to hear more about sports as a foundation for you. I'm, I'm curious to hear more about drums for you as a foundation for you. Yeah. Um, and also I, I want to come back to this idea about uh, sort of being more than one thing. So why don't we just, uh, I, I can't, why don't we just go in order? So sure. sports as a foundation, I'm wondering if you have thoughts on, on what that trained you for, on what that equipped you with, I guess. And cause, cause it sounded like you took all the discipline that you had in sports and you just applied it to a whole different thing. Did yeah. you, did you learn discipline through sports? Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I learned, um, and I was actually just having this conversation with my nephew, uh, yesterday actually, which is kind of funny. Uh, my nephew's like 10 years old and he's super athletic. Um, but you know, growing up and I was a pretty tall kid and I was and pretty athletic, I got by on natural ability. You know, there's always a learning curve coming up through middle school, high school, and you can get by on natural athletic ability if you have it. And at the time, I thought it was enough, I guess, coming up through high school. And it wasn't really till about, I guess, my sophomore year of high school where I realized that I was going to have to put in a little bit more work if I wanted to get to the next level. Mm. And... That was also the time of getting a license, getting a driver's license. Everybody's doing stuff, your friends, everybody's going to party and do things. And when it's time to put in that extra work is nine times out of 10 when they're going to be doing something. And you you have to make a decision to go hang out and miss out or go put in some work and better yourself. And it was always a struggle for me. Um, I love sports and I love playing it. And... I put in, I guess I'd say I'd put in, the best way to put it would be I'd put in the the bare minimum of extra effort that you could put in, if that makes any sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, fortunately it was enough to to get me somewhere and get me to, to go play at Catawba um, and get on the team. And uh, sports too, you know, or, or I'm sorry, a football. Um, I was a punter wide receiver and stuff. And like I said, it just – I worked hard at that, but for some reason I thought if I'm going to make anything of myself, being a lefty pitcher and being as tall and athletic as I am, that's going to be the sport I make it in. Mm -hmm. And so I decided to choose that route. But um, it was more or less like 
I like I, I I knew what I was doing, and I knew that I needed to go work harder, and I would, and I put in put in enough just to make myself feel better about it, and then you know just being truth, you know, like hundred percent honest, and like I got to college, and then realized, okay, I'm here, I'm doing this now, I have to actually work, and so it was a lot easier too because there's not a lot of distractions, and a lot of your friends uh, that you make on the team, every, obviously they're, everybody's on the same schedule, so. Um, you do you do all that and you and you really learn what a committed schedule and hard work is at that point and that's exactly what I needed that routine to kind of get myself like in check and mm. oh wow this is what hard work is and I felt good and I felt great about it and then in doing that made me realize how much work I was not putting in coming up through high school or middle school high school when it when and I'm talking to some of these other kids that are on the team, and they're they've been playing travel ball forever, doing all these other things, and they were only like one sport athletes coming up through high school. Damn. And it's like wow, it's like and in you know growing up in a small town, you don't really think about that stuff. Everybody's a multi sport athlete, and it's just kind of it's the way you're kind of brought up and conditioned to think is just like oh, it's just what it is, and so bouncing off of that um i just it really hit home and and uh i was like wow this this definitely is a eye-opener to how much work i was not putting into sports and so i really held on to that and that really hit me hard um and so i started busting my tail like tenfold to really try to do something and i think in that my body was kind of like and i'd had shoulder problems through through high school um like I said, I uh, actually blew my elbow out in a uh, inner squad practice, which of all things, it just is a horrible way to do it. Um, I like partial. It was a partial tear to the Tommy John uh, deal, and it was the situation of okay. Like I said, do you rehab, get the surgery, and I chose to rehab, came back, and uh, it didn't heal all the way, mm. and so then it was going to set me back another year, and I was just like. Uh, so, like I said, with that, it, it was bittersweet. And at that point, too, it was such a – it was because of the work I was putting in. And I, I was often telling people, like, hey, it's a full-time job with overtime and no pay. Think of it that way. But you got to love it. And that's why – it's like a, you either love it or that's what it is. If yeah. you If you – if you, you know, and it was starting to lean towards the full-time job situation. It was like – Man, like I'm, I'm not gonna be able to play. I'm gonna have to do twice as much work and rehab to even get to the point where I can play, because um, I just physically can't right now, being injured. So I was like, I, it's very taxing, and it's like I'm, uh, I see the writing on the wall. Like there's so many guys that are better than me. Some, you know, and again, just kind of taking into account what the situation was, and I just realized I started losing the love for it like I had like the fire I had for it before so it, it was bittersweet and then I was just like well you know and at this point you know music was kind of I was like man you know I could do music or at that point I could do cars and like I was just again finding love and everything else that I do or think I might want to do and so kind of took a leap of faith and, and I was like you know I, I'm I feel like I'm done with sports um well I, truthfully I was done with baseball I walked on the football team after that and then I blew out my shoulder and then I messed up my finger and I was like all right that's God's way of saying like hey man you don't need to 
you need to give it up, hang it up, hang mm-hmm. up the cleats. So I, I took that as a sign, um, kind of took a step back and then started doing music. I really leaned into it heavy, moved into a house with, uh, all my buds, um, some were lacrosse players and the other one was, a a pitcher friend of mine who, who stopped to pursue physical therapy and, um, they st- started seeing me playing. I mean, I'd play the guitar. I'd literally play for hours and hours on end in between classes. And they were the ones who talked me into, Hey, I think you could do this. Like you're good. And then it started slowly, you know, picking up. But then as a, I guess kind of a promise to myself, I was like, okay, like if I'm really going to do this, I'm going to do it. And now I see what it's going to take you know, I can get by on natural ability, but to really make something happen, I need to be putting in the effort in the hours where no one else is putting in the effort mm-hmm. to really make a difference and stand out and, and do myself justice and, and really try to make a good stab at it. So that's kind of, that's where it carries over from sports and, yeah. and my realization of, you know, people don't just say you need to work hard and, and put in the extra effort just to say it, just to pass time. They truly mean it. And, you know, there's so many examples of it. And there's the example, or there's the saying of, you know, the harder, the harder you work, the luckier you luckier you get. Mm-hmm. So I always <laughs> yeah. take that into, and, uh, into consideration as well. And it's, uh, so far it's proven true. I mean, it's, I've, I've been very blessed with opportunities and, and being able to do things, but I'd be lying to you if I said I didn't stress myself out with, with, the work I got to put in and, and it's a constant grind and chipping away at it every day in some, some way, shape or form chipping yeah. away at it. So. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I, I like that story a lot. I mean, uh, not only do I kind of, can I kind of understand the feeling of some of that, yeah. of course, but at a different scale, man, I mean, I like, I don't know what it feels like to be a college athlete and to feel like you're actually maybe on the road toward, maybe breaking through in some, yeah. in some department and then that going away with an injury like that is a, it's probably a specific devastation. I would imagine. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if that was a huge burden on you or not, but, um, that transition to be able to apply, I guess that mentality of hard work and work ethic into this other place, super valuable to hear about. And as you were introducing that idea, one thing that crossed my mind was like, Music, too, and songwriting, where you found yourself landing, is kind of a realm that is less specific than the others. Like, for example, there are songs about baseball. There are songs about cars. You know, like, there's... Songwriting is this interesting craft that you can use to actually still live in those worlds. For sure. It doesn't, like disqualify you from yeah. other shit in the it's same way. It's not limited, man. It's, yeah. it's, it's never ending and anything you want it to be. And it's, it's really like, there's no right or wrong answer in songwriting. And that's what I love about it. It's just, it's one man's take on something that could be applicable to so many people or just a handful of people. And again, it's not wrong. It's not right. It just is. It just is. It yeah. just is. And that's the cool thing about it to me. Um, and that's, you know, it's cool that you said that because it's like, I always think about it that way. And then I hear someone say, 
oh man, that's a bad song. And I used to be, I used to be like that too. I used to be like, oh, that's a, I just don't like that song. And then I'm just like, okay, like, that's just not what I like. That doesn't mean it's wrong. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean it's bad. It's just not what I like. There's someone out there that that song might be religion for him. You know, it's yeah. just, it's, uh, I feel like that's a, it's a, it's a way a lot of people think nowadays and it put, they put you in boxes. And that was one thing when I started off, I was like, I don't want to be put in a box yeah, and labeled as something. I want to just be me and that'd be cool. So that was another thing I picked up on as you were talking about sort of, I don't know if you shifted or what it was, but, and I think about somebody like, like Morgan too, or other artists that I think of that are just like the, the more they're dedicated to their sense of actually their identity, like yeah. their self it seems like it's it serves the spirit of art or something like that. Yeah, I feel like you can. It's it's like this intuitive thing where you can notice when people are like um, playing the game and sort of like they're 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 appealing to the masses yeah. while they have to, and then when they switch to that other thing where they're like, I'm not appealing to the masses anymore. I'm like being legitimately myself. Yeah, it's kind of the paying your dues situation, or again, like you're saying, just kind of playing the game. Yeah, I think that there's a lot of folks that are fortunate artists that are, that are very fortunate. And I guess, I don't know, and I'm not going to speak like I know everything cause I absolutely do not, but I've seen, I guess, artists that are playing the game and they're doing, I guess what's asked of them. And then they get that some sort of success and then they're able to do what they, you, you start to see their true colors, what they really like and what they want to do. Yeah. And then people love them even more for that. And of course, I guess it's, you know, that you've earned a fan base at that point of gaining people's trust with what they're familiar with or what they think is, should be. And then they feed off of that. And then that's great. You know, then there's some artists who are like from the day one are not conforming and, and they are them. But, I, you know, and I, I'd, I'd hope that an artist would be able to put out something that is some way, shape or form them. Uh, and they, they have, they like it to some extent and not just release it just cause someone tells you to. Yeah. But, um, you know, I think that it's cool that some artists that you look at and it's like from day one to day, whatever it's, it's them and you know, it's them and there, you don't feel like there was something, some song or something put in there to where it was like, that don't, you don't, they're not on the same wavelength, you know? Yeah. I imagine, I mean, I think of it as, I don't know. It's it's being oneself, like you know. And this is interesting. And I'll I'll say this. I post these things on the on the Instagram for the podcast. Yeah. I like I'll post these questions that engage with people. And I think like two different times now, I've posted something that's sort of about like like Do you ever feel uncomfortable trying to be yourself, or do you ever feel like you can't be yourself, or yeah. different things like that? And I'm surprised at the vast majority of people who don't feel like that's accessible apparently like yeah it feels like they can't or they are uncomfortable with it and i don't know i like i spurred some conversation about that but yeah i think i think almost that's like that's like what the artists in society at large or whatever they yeah. kind of do they like model individuality for the rest of the world yeah you know what i mean they like show people <laughs> how to do it yeah or something yeah for sure. but it takes a while i think it, it does i think and i think it's like with anything else there's a learning curve and there's also like a self-realization of it to where some people get it quicker yeah and some people some people are born with it some people it takes time to adapt 
to it and everyone's different man that's one thing with anything and everything nothing everybody wants to cookie cutter stuff and it's not it's not the case and with anything yeah anything at all in the world it's just everyone's different and you have to take that into account and there's so much randomness and differences between taste and everything and 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 upbringing to where it influences everything and so like there's but there's a handful of people that get it quick enough and are in the right place right time situation to where it's is what it is so um but yeah definitely uh i think we're on the same page with that yeah well you 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 said a phrase too in regard to all that that i was interested in because you were talking about kind of seeing beauty in lots of places yeah and I, I don't know, man, I'm just, I'm, I feel like I relate to you on this, this thing. Like, yeah. so a while back, I, I, a while back, I, I remember the day, I think I talked to, I talked to some guest about this. Um, I remember I was receiving a grant that I had applied for, for like a state, like a thing, like, yeah. oh, I'm an artist. I could use $2,000, that kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> and the day that I received it, I remember thinking like, I think I could be more than a musician and i think i think the thought i had prior to that was like no like summarize your whole identity as musician yeah and like sacrifice everything else right and i see that model work for a lot of people but i remember kind of switching to where i was like i kind of i want to always have that part but i want to have more shit to it for example your your you, you've mentioned cars a few times. Like, yeah. for me, it was almost like I could sacrifice an interest like cars in the name of trying to be music, uh, yeah. a musician for a while. And I started to wonder if that was necessary. And I, I finally concluded I didn't think it was. And it sounds like you're kind of saying the same thing. Yeah. Um, man, it's just like, I think, um, I think for me, the big thing is, talking and i'm just going to kind of digress i guess for a second but uh like talking about success and this is this relates to what the car situation and i think for me everyone automatically assumes when you set out to play music and you say you're going to do music and you're going to be an artist well they automatically assume the end game is signing a record some big record deal and being the next whoever Mm -hmm. and that is what you're going to strive for and there's so many which i mean to the untrained person and everybody they assume or they they that's all they know yeah because they know they compare you to whatever whoever's hot in the market right now yeah Yeah. exactly and 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 a lot of artists do that and they strive to do it and but there's there's well what you don't see is there's 10 years or 15 years before that where that person was in a back of a van driving six hours to do a show in the middle of nowhere for scraps and a beer tab. Mm. And, and in that, like, you know, as far as, and I'm, I'm trying to wrap it back to the car thing, but, um, you know, when I, when I, when I set out to do music, it was for the fact of I enjoy it. And I taking a stab at it just meant I'm going to give it 110% of what I know I can do. And not with the thought of, I want to be famous. I want mm. to, I want to be 
huge. Like I just want to have fun and I want to have a band and I want to write songs that mean something to me. And I just want to have this experience and be successful in this experience and like truly appreciate, like, like appreciate the times where we go play for nothing and I go in the hole and, you know, just enjoying the crowd. Like that to me, that's the gratification is just like seeing, like playing, getting to play, like you, you work hard on your craft and you get to get up on stage and play for people and then people enjoy it no matter how big or small the crowd is. And really, I, you know, you see them, you see, and you get the gratification from them, but more or less like I'll get the gratification from myself. Cause it's like, I'll be playing licks and doing stuff and having fun. It's just like, I practice and I can do this now. Mm-hmm. And that's so cool. Cause it's like, that's where the hard work is. It's like, you know, from where I first started off, like, and I would, play acoustic shows like I couldn't like I couldn't I'd be so afraid to like play a song without the lyrics right in front of me because hmm. it'd be like I'm gonna forget them. I'm so nervous blah 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 but then like it then I look back from playing guitar on stage and not even thinking about it and just being so comfortable with it to that point and it's like wow I've come so far and that's gratification yeah and you know um talking about the car situation to to trying to find your identity and, and what I, what I was going to say is that like, it's the way of measuring success and what do you measure it by and what are your, what is your identity? Well, like your identity is individualistic and like what people obviously like everyone's got things they like and everything and, and what they like to do. And like, for me, it's just, I find the happiness and the beauty and specific things or or it will really everything but like i cling to a few mm-hmm. if that makes sense and i hear you uh i don't know if that's really answering the question no i, I kind of like ramble but but this is my favorite shit by the way yeah. I, i'm like i'm <laughs> just, very just much get way out there and no, then i try to reel it back in i'm but. very much appreciating just hearing like kind of uh, yeah hearing it's you crazy think yeah through I, I, dude I'm, I'm half crazy i'm not gonna lie to you <laughs> I, I just like i think totally different sometimes and like everything's relevant like in some way shape or form everything's relevant and like again you know just just the gratification and success is like people want physical and 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 visual success and and everything within it's it's like you set out to do a goal you want the visual success and then it's like again like compare comparing that's the big problem is comparing when you're successful yeah you're successful okay but only as successful as this person it's like well what measure because like i'm totally happy with what i'm doing and i'm content and i'm i'm having the time of my life and i'm finding enjoyment in this right now and then and it's like i've I've tell my wife this all the time it's like if someone were to say kyle you cannot play music anymore you can't do that Okay, and they told me that tomorrow. Tomorrow's last day I can play music, and it was, you know, or or you're gonna die or whatever, something crazy. And it's like, okay, then that's fine. It's like I don't find my like that's, if that's the case, it's a shame. But life goes on. I'm gonna go over here and try this, because I might be, I might be ten times better at this, and I might love this, and this might be like where I find my peace, hmm. and I might enjoy it. Like with cars, I'm getting to the car thing now. <laughs> Um, it's just, uh, it's like a, it's a release and it's fun. And I, you know, I work on a car and I'll challenge myself to do something. Cause like, I don't know, my dad wasn't a mechanic. Nobody in my family is a mechanic. Um, 
I just, it's a challenge and I like being challenged and I like trying to do something I've never done before. And it's a big thing of the, the stereotype is like, well, tell me I can't do it. I'm going to do it. Yeah. I'm going to try to, and I'm going to find a way if I don't know, I'm going to call 15 people to ask them, how would you do this and learn and just try to educate myself on how to do this stuff because it's just, and it's, I guess it's the kind of do it, you know, the do it mentality and being motivated. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just kind of, I, I don't know if like I'm trying to find my identity in cars or, or music. It's just, it's just who I am. It's just, it's there. And it, and it's, you know, it could be something totally different as well. Um, but it's just, for me, that's what it is. It's like, I've fell into that. I really enjoy that. And if someone were to say, Hey, you should try doing this. Well, I'm at least going to give it a fair chance and try to do it. I might hate it. I might not be good at it and I might not like it, but, I, or I might, but it's, again, it's different for everyone for me specifically cars and guitars and everything else. It's yeah. like, I just, I focus towards that and I just try to, it just, it's, I don't know. I, I, I enjoy it and it gives me the release and I, I don't try to, you know, it's a, it's a big part of my identity. I'm, I'm kind of, again, I'm kind of just rambling here, but You're I'm good. trying, I'm trying to make sense. Cause I, it makes sense in my head, but then sometimes I'll just try to go say stuff, man. It's just like, dude, he just spoke for 20 minutes and he just had made absolutely no sense at all. I mean, I feel like that's, the, the reality of humans, you know, is yeah, sort of, yeah. we're trying our best to articulate a mess. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I mean, really. It's, no, it's, yeah, but um, I think that uh, it's, um, I don't know, it, it's, again, it's just the enjoyment, and I find success, for me, not based off what other people think. Mm-hmm. And with music, I guess, again, people judging on how you measure success you look for people's approval but i feel like you really start to see success is when you stop looking for that mm. and you're and you're happy with yourself and content with what you're doing i guess to sum it up and then you know you do the things that you like and people are going to like you for what you're doing you're not you're not caring what yeah. other people are thinking of you and that's what people truly appreciate is the authenticity yeah of of being you well First of all, I'll just say, yeah. you know, like seriously, truly, um, uh, I don't know if it's uh, maybe I, I really I, I'm following you. I feel like pretty well. And yeah. the way that you're laying these ideas out is like there's gems everywhere. I'm just seeing things that we could talk about all yeah. throughout and uh, and I'm enjoying it quite a lot. And what I'm, I'm hearing a lot of interesting shit in the things that you're saying. Uh, one, your attention to identity is something that that I've been trying to pay attention to for a long time yeah. and, and sort of almost sometimes ringing alarm bells, sometimes just being curious and kind of being like, what are we doing with identity? Cause in some yeah. cases people are, you know, um, in some cases we're running wild with identity and trying to figure out what its limits are or something. Yeah. But in the same way as you, like as an artist and as a creator, I love how you said, I'm trying to find, I'm, I, maybe I'm trying to find my identity or maybe I just like these things, yeah. you know, like, uh, cause that's how I think I feel in this detached way when it comes to interests. It's not like I'm, I don't know. It's like, like 
they speak to you for some reason. Things yeah. tickle your fancy for some yeah. reason, and you respond to them. Additionally, um, another thing you were kind of talking about is just not being guided by it. Sounds what I'm hearing you say is something like there's a truth, there's an authenticity in being guided by something that really speaks to your interest rather than the the assumption or the belief or the desire that it will produce fame as a byproduct right. or something. Yeah. It sounds like you're saying, I think the world likes it better and I think I like it better, I think it works out better yeah. if people are true to their interests rather than trying to pursue them for some like alternative motive. Yeah, I think people get into the idea of music with the wrong intentions or anything some you know just just like with anything any decision you make you can do it with the wrong just wrong um oh gosh uh motives to get into something yeah but I, and again i think that if you just just from what i've seen and what i've kind of noticed is like if you get into something for the right reasons and you're doing it because you truly love it and you're truly crazy about it or, or obsessed with it and you truly like it again people are going to like you for that specific reason but you also have to be content with people not liking you for it yep and with the understanding that people might not notice you and that's going back to music it's like for me it's like I'm going to sing what I want to sing about play how I want to play do things how I want to do and and if a record if I don't get a record deal or or and I'm not even looking you know I'm not looking for handouts or or a record deal or, or things like that I have to do things in order to get to certain positions of of playing and, and places I want to play and goals that I set for myself but it's like I'm you have to put in the work and, and, and basically realize it like, okay, I could be doing this for the next 10 years. And if I'm concerned with what people, like if I'm concerned with being the next Morgan Wallen or whoever, just throwing out names, like if I'm concerned with being the next person and I have to realize in the next 10 years, that is probably not going to happen, happen. And probability is it won't happen. And if I'm okay with that, then I truly love it and I'm cool with it. And at that point I feel like I'm in it for the right reasons mm. and I'm truly going to enjoy it. Enjoy the ride. It's wild, but that's, but that's kind of the, no one says that. Yeah. And I mean, it, and it, but that's the conversation I feel like a lot of people have to have. Cause I know friends, I got friends and I know people that are chasing music and doing things and they're just, they get so bent out of shape when someone else, they're looking at other people. And they're looking at what they're doing, and it's like, man, you can't, you can't, you don't know, every, you don't know everyone's backstory. You don't know what they have. You don't know what's been handed to them. What, how hard they've worked, or what they did to get to the point they're at. You can't focus on that. You have to focus on what you're doing, and you have to focus on what you love. And again, it's like, at that point, it's a. I feel like when people focus on other people, it's like you're focusing on the like their status and their gains and what they're making. And it's like, dude, it's like. If you love making music, make music, mm. have fun, enjoy it, and don't make it, you know, there's a it, it's business and music, they go hand, there's business in every single side of anything that you do in life if, if, if you're trying to, if you're making money on it. Yeah. And, and unfortunately, it's a part of it, and you have to know the music business, but it's like, again, man, it, it's, it's, you can understand business of that, but 
you know, love the music, focus on yourself. And if you do that, I feel like everything else will take care of itself. And, and don't really try to focus on what everyone else is doing. How am I going to be the next big thing? It's like focus on here, the now, writing, telling stories, having a good time, and appreciating the moment. And I feel like everything else will take care of itself. That's just really, that's truly how I look at it. I mean, man, I, I love hearing that. And it's like, like I say, I mean, just so few people talk about that, especially in this time in the world where it feels like projecting a, an image of success yeah. is like a really big thing. And so you just, you, you, you base your success off of like Instagram and yeah. other social media platforms. And you, I get the sense in many ways that you just kind of presume on the audience's behalf, like I'm a big deal and you yeah. try to make them feel like you are. Yeah. And what you're saying sounds so Zen and peaceful and kind of Taoist or something. It, where, where, when did you start practicing this mentality? Um, I think it was definitely like right after I, I had started playing out live and I don't know, I think, well, I, I want to say like I'd played, I played with some buddies and I'd, and I'd been around some guys that had been doing it for a long time, but then even more so, like I started looking at some of the people who have made it quote unquote and are doing it very successfully in like, I guess the, the, the bigger stage. Mm -hmm. And I started looking at people who just watching interviews with them and just seeing how like they approached it. And I guess that's kind of a thing, you know, it's like if you if find people, find where you want to be and, and then find the people that are where you want to be and then f see how they did it. Mm -hmm. to either learn how they did do it or how what they regret doing and learn from their mistakes. So the bath might be easier for you. And I just kind of, I looked at them. Then I looked at people around town and, and people that I know that have had some relative success with that. And I just kind of, I mean, really it's, there's so much chance. I just started realizing there's so much chance that goes into all this and so much just like right place, right time situation stuff. And, at the end of the day, it's like if you you cannot control if uh, somebody sees one of your videos online and they're like, he's the next big thing. And I don't know, I don't really don't remember like the exact moment, but I remember just having the thought of like, okay, I really cannot control the 7 billion or 8 billion people in the world and what they look and check out. Mm -hmm. And this whole thing is like way bigger than me and anything like, I don't know. It's just like the whole, like there's so many people that have tried to do music and there's so many artists, there's so many songs. And it's like, there's so many songs that are, are just so many, just like, how do you cut through? I guess it's like, how do you, how do you cut through? And it's like, well, you have to be, and again, it goes back to, you have to be okay that you might not cut through. And you don't do it with the intentions of cutting through to like get everyone to like you. You just, I'm going to be me. And if it happens, if you, if you, people discover you and you get noticed like that, then it's meant to be. And you've done what you're supposed to do. But I think, you know, I remember having the thought of just like, just, wow, like there's so many people, I cannot control what they do. I can't control the success that so and so has by just scrolling 
on Instagram. Like, I, like wow, like, look, at he, he's got 15,000 likes. He's successful. And it's like, I can't control that. Mm-hmm. But I can control how much I practice, how much I play, how much I write, how much I develop my craft to where I'm a force to be reckoned with. And, and you know, and am I perfect? No. You know, and I'm and there's times where I overload myself and I'm just like, you know, I just get fed up with it. And I'm just like, all right, I don't I'm not loving it right this second. So I'm gonna take a step back. And, you know, and then there's and then that's when some people again, it, it it's it's all about what your goals are and what you're wanting to do and measure how you're measuring success. And then and it's like if you're, you know, I, I don't want to get into that again, but just basically like that's kind of where I realized it was just like, if I'm just focusing on me and I'm being the best possible me that I can be not trying to be someone else and not trying to copy exactly what someone else is doing and their method. And I'm being me, that's going to stick out. Mm -hmm. And maybe that'll get my hand a little bit higher than other people's to where I'm noticed. Yeah. And you know, and if, if that's the, if that's the goal and everything, then that's my way of kind of looking at it. So I just kind of, again, stick to being me and doing what I like. And maybe it's such a different perspective to where it catches on and that gets people's attention. And if not, that's cool. Like, again, I'm, I'm kind of just, I'm hanging out and I'm having a good time with yeah. life. So, well, so again, just a lot of the things you say, you say, you say things that are so people don't say like one yeah. like, people don't ever admit that it's okay occasionally to not love the music business yeah. or music itself or to love how you feel about it in a certain moment. Yeah. You know, people don't say that shit. And I like, I like that you say that. Yeah. I, I really do. Uh, you, as you talked, you've made me think of two more questions. Um, w- one of them, and you can, de- you, you can just decide which one you might want to follow, yeah. which thread you might want to follow. I'm curious to hear more about how you do define success, or I'm also curious to hear more about how you understand maybe your um, identity as an artist or as a person and just like the things that obviously we all fit into just an endless number of categories. You know, we're both, uh, we're both males and we're both North Carolinians and we're both musicians and all these generic terms. Natural. Yeah. Natural. Just, I guess, um, things we have in common and and, and people are automatically going to put you in a, yeah, Box. I one of my one of my favorite artists, just for example, is Sturgill Simpson. Mm, yeah, and I just love the fact of how he started off doing what he was doing. And if you look at if you look at from his first album and the fan base that he incurred from that, and then to doing the to doing everything that he's done to this point. It's like, I love it because in, I know it's him. And like, that's what he loves. And I'm like, dude, you got to love him for it. Mm-hmm. Like, and there's so many purists out there. They're in the, with, with every sect of, of genre of songs and everything. You're going to like, when he did that, uh, the cartoon thing, the, the album, the sound and fury. And it's like, totally, that's dude. It's not, not country, but it's dude. It, he don't care. He's, it's, it's, <laughs> he's an artist, man. It's like, he's doing what he wants to do. And that's, you have to love him for that. That's what he's trying to that. And I think that's a big part of what helped me is cause like seeing him, it's like, dude, he was like, or he is, and he's, he's Sturgill Simpson. It, to me, it, that's true. Talents when you can step away from your bread and butter 
fall into this and then go into that and then do this. And then like, you're still like, it's still good and it's still cool. And it's like, wow, like that's being an artist. And like, I think it takes other artists to appreciate other artists Mm. and appreciate the art and really have an acquired taste to like, not, not being judgmental off of, well, that's not anything like his last album. That's not what he was doing before. It's like, man, he's breaking up the monotony of it and he's just doing whatever he wants to do. And like, he just did a song with Diplo, Mm -hmm. uh, on his, uh, stab at a country album or, you know, whatever, whatever. I can't, I don't know the name of it, but, uh, but yeah, I mean like, it's just like, dude, it's cool. you, You know, it's art. It's art is art. It's, it's whatever someone interprets it as. Yeah. And it's like beauty in the eyes of the beholder and all that. All that something stuff. interesting about him and Billy Strings and a bunch of these artists is like they are able to keep like a foot anchored in the world, the real world of maybe something that sounds like country or sounds like yeah. pioneer music or who fucking knows yeah. what. But yeah, man. they deal with subject matter that's like truly philosophical or psychedelic yeah. or who knows what with Sturgill. Like yeah, who knows man. what it would be about. But that that's the trueness, it seems like, of them. They're willing to like integrate their real interests into this long-standing yeah. tradition you know it, it's to me and that's it's the blending it's you know and again that's just it's like what we like and someone else might think it's garbage and that's cool yeah. that's just whatever you you think man and it's like i think that there's definitely a wave of artists who are coming to the or at the front now to where it's you're 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 liking the artist for the artist again and it's not just having one artist uh or just someone just sings someone else's songs and it just i don't know it's just kind of it's the, the authenticity of it again you can you can truly see it's like you know when you see billy strings it's like you know billy strings is doing what billy strings wants to do when you see sturgill you know sturgill's doing what sturgill's supposed to do mm-hmm. and and like artists like that and it's like again it's a breath of fresh air to me and and seeing that authenticity come through and again like i know there's other artists doing it and like those are just two that i'm sure we're very familiar with and um you know just obviously being in the area that we're in and in the genre or the the style of people we play around and listen you know and and play music with but um yeah i mean again it it just boils down to authenticity and what you dig and people like billy strange for being billy strings people like sturgill for being sturgill people like you for being you and 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 me for being me and it's i hope that's just what everyone looks at and there's you know again no, there's no cookie cutter in any situation so you just have to be aware of that um but uh what was the what was yeah the, yeah the, that part of that curiosity was well there's also how you define success which you touched on a little bit yeah. previously but also the identity aspect um i think another way to ask the question might be something like when you when you're writing mm-hmm. and you you come up with like you you find some songs that really you think represent who you are as an artist yeah i don't know like what what do those consist of like what do you love in writing what do you enjoy to mess with or what do you enjoy to write about you know what do you enjoy to put into songs anything like that 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 you've identified as part of your identity as far as you can yeah. see yourself yeah i mean i'm i'm a i'm really big on um, so me and my, and actually me and my buddy, Justin Clyde Williams, we, uh, we actually got together and wrote last night. And, um, I think a big part of what I look for is in, in, in my writing, I'm 
I like to, I like to tell a story. I like to tell some sort of story, whether it's happy, whether it's sad or lighthearted or whatever. I, I just like telling a story and seeing the progression of something. And then also, um, some songs I like, again, I like painting myself in someone else's mind. And it's like, how can I, like, what are they going through? What are all the emotions that a human can go through in this particular situation? And it's like sometimes, and I don't, and I, I don't make it known, but like sometimes like I'll be playing at a bar and I've done it several times and several songs have come out of it, but I'll be playing at a bar and I look at some dude, there's, there's, there might be 40, 50 people in front of me hanging out, having a good time, drinking beer. I might pay attention to them one night. But then the next, like the next night, I might look at someone who's at the bar by themselves, and they're just looking kind of lonesome, and they're they're by themselves, and it's like, well, what scenario did this guy just go through to come in here, sit down at the bar, and not pay attention to anything else that's going on here? Because the whole bar's in here having a good time, except for this one guy. Mm. So that must be some serious shit that he's going through. Mm. Wonder what it is. So I kind of like. And my mind's like 100 miles an hour all the time. So it's like I can't just sit still and re- like just not – just ignore it. Like I'm always like, what's his deal? What's his story? What's he going through? And I've done that. Like uh, the – I wrote a song with Justin um, called Lion. And I, I was running an errand one day uh, out in Troutman. And all it was, I drove through the stoplight saw this guy driving an old Dodge Dooley and I just looked through the window at him as I was pulling through this light. And this guy just looked like he had been run down, been through so much shit. Like he just looked rough, tired. And he had a big pull behind trailer with just equipment on it. But he, but it, like, it everything just looked so rough. And like, I just took that, like, and it, it was funny. Cause like in front of it was like a super nice car and like, I was kind of in a nicer area, I guess, and I just, like, nice cars, and then there's him, and it's, like, stuck out like a sore thumb, so I just, like, looked at him for a second, and then, like, I really just kind of was, like, dang, like, that guy, like, he looked down enough to where I noticed him, Mm. and just passing by, and it was weird how that just stuck with me, so I just started humming a melody line literally right after that, and had the first couple lines and then he looked like he's he's hauling farm equipment and he just looked like everything in his life at that point was going wrong so i just started feeding off of that and like just came up with it i had like a first verse in the chorus and then i went to justin and me and justin have a really good telepathy on just like we 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 know like we like a lot of the same music and a lot of the same I guess like there are a lot of the sad shit, mm-hmm. sad stuff to where it's just like, man, this is like good, good tyranny beer country or whatever. And, and he's a big haggard guy. And I'm just, I like, you know, we like it all, but anyways, we, we, we ride on the same wavelength a lot. And so we were just kind of talking about it and we were trying to paint this character of like, man, what's this guy going through? And then, then you just paint a scenario. You just put it into a scenario, except that, you know, you're not, you're not painting it, you're singing it and you're mm-hmm. writing it. So it's just, you know, I, if if I'm if I'm singing about something, and I'm trying to portray sad, and I'm trying to portray like what this guy's going through, I'm not gonna kind of like flirt the line. I'm gonna like I want to like tell you like this guy's going through some shit. He's going like I want you to be sad listening to the song, and like that's my goal. It might not be how you take it, but mm-hmm. like that's like 
I'm like, dang, I want, I want the true emotion to come out. Like, I want you to really feel the character in this song if it's made up. And, you know, it's, there's, like I said, there's just a lot of it's truth, but a lot of it's fiction. So it's just with anything, it's art and it's up to interpretation. But that's kind of how, whenever I write something, I want you to, I want you to feel the emotion and understand the story. And there might be a moral to the story, or you might, it might just be, again, a glimpse into the eyes of this one guy that I saw for five seconds at a stoplight. And it's something more. I don't know. I just, yeah. It depends. Again, it depends on the mood I'm in and what I feel like needs to be said at the moment. And then, um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, I think like, you know, for example, another song, uh, me and it's a song that I put on the, uh, my first EP is uh, called travelers get down. Me and my buddy Daniel Jeffers wrote it. And it was just, again a lot of truth we were on the way down to panama city beach to play a show and we drove down we're both kind of run down tired he was driving and i busted out the guitar and it was like let's write a song real quick so the last hour we wrote a song and just talk about paying dues being out on the road everybody's gone through that you know and and we're just kind of telling it from our point of view at that point but then we also kind of like well hey we can't just make it about us like there's so many other people that have gone through so much worse than us being out on the road in a pickup truck driving to play a show for a couple hundred bucks or whatever it was you know and like or or just truckers or uh you know just long-haul drivers and everybody so it's like well let's let's kind of dip into that a little bit and like that it helps you kind of dive into another part of the world and something else you're not thinking about but it makes it more applicable for other people yeah so, but it's like, you know, here's our truth. Here's what we know. And then it just kind of the other stuff comes with it. Um, you do a lot of co-writing, it sounds like. Yeah. Um, when I first started off, I didn't know. Hmm. And um, it's funny how, you know, and I will, I'll say this, like a lot of my co-writes are sad. And I don't know why. And I don't know if it's a, it's a way of therapy to talk with our butt, like your buddy. <laughs> I bet it I, might be. You know, it, I don't know, but it's like, and I, and I feel, you know, they feel the same way, but like, um, I got some happy stuff, but I, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot of, it's a lot more serious stuff. It's a lot more raw emotional stuff that I think that we all kind of go through the same thing as songwriters together. And it's a way of dealing with it and putting it putting it in a song. Um, but um, yeah, when I first started off, man, it was like my first song I ever put out was Lake Weekend. And if you look at it compared to what I got out now, totally different, totally not on the same spectrum. Might even argue it's two different artists. And like that's that's cool with me. Like I don't, you know, like Lake Weekend. When I put out that song, it was like it's about uh, my best friends and like we all we go to the lake and like we get on a boat and we just have a roaring time and that's what we do and so i wrote the song it's a true story it's about us and having fun and hanging out and it's light-hearted whatever you know but like it's it's truth it's it's me it's not something that i'm portraying like it happened yeah really like it's us and hanging out so and like i said some of this other stuff it's like i relate to it and the other stuff i put out more serious more um emotional more like heartfelt and I've seen it like I, I've seen it or firsthand experienced it or, or, or whatever, or, you know, a little bit of fiction in there just cause I like, I like thinking of stuff or telling a story from not what you think should be told. Like I want to tell a story that, that you hadn't heard a thousand times. I want to tell it from my point of view 
know, what I think it should say. I want to, instead of the character taking a right, maybe he takes a left or something yeah. like that, you know? So that's kind of how I, how I look at things. I, I don't, I guess I'm really bad about it too. Cause you know, you'll hear a song and you can definitely hear where it's going just naturally after what you've been conditioned to listening to you, you think that it should go to this part. That's what your heart feel like. You've like, Oh, it's going to go to this part. And this is where the story's leading to. And I'm always the one who's like, we don't want him to go there because everybody's expecting him to go there. We mm-hmm. want him to go that way and we're going to do this and it's going to be crazy. And then everyone's going to love it because it's totally different. Uh-huh. And that's, and I'm bad about it because then I'll get hung up. I'm like, okay, instead of him coming back to say, I'm sorry, what if he leaves and goes to Vegas and blows all his money or something? You know, like, and I'm just like, that's how I think. I'm just like, I want to do what everyone else is not doing because that's, I think what needs to be said or happened or done. And, balance out yeah yeah so i don't know but that's that's kind of again it put it puts me in a corner sometimes because then i'll sit there and i'm like all right i gotta think of this i gotta think of why he did this now now it's not the norm you know the norm is he comes back he says i'm sorry but you know i don't want him to i Mm -hmm. want him to go do something totally different so there's two contrasting ideas in there that are kind of interesting and and i've talked about them ad, ad nauseum in different ways like one of them was this is this sad song idea and what that is like i've had that conversation over the course of the last 15 years like with with in so many different ways like trying to understand what this is yeah. because people will hear songs that i don't i don't even think of as sad like you use use a word like emotional or something like yeah. that and i feel that i feel reflective and heartfelt and yeah. these these terms uh but sometimes, yeah, challenging or conflicted or something like d- these difficult songs that deal with pretty raw emotions, and that that often is what I'm told at my shows. It's like your songs are they're they're relevant to the soul, like they yeah. strike you somewhere deep, uh, you know, kind of stuff. And I'm like, yeah, that's what I that's what I mean to do. But some people will hear them and be like, Jesus Christ, like why is it all so depressing yeah. and sad and all this stuff and I'm like, yeah, I just don't think of it that way. And yeah. I, I think the art serves a different kind of purpose that I don't think of as counter to happiness. I think it's still in service of happiness or of peace or something. It's just a different way of addressing it. Yeah. It's not being like, we're happy in this moment. It's kind of like, I think of it almost as alleviating yeah. the stuff that's keeping you from being happy Very or something so. like that. I think, and I think that's uh, that's a good point because I feel like, you know, it's, it's a lot of people, you know, I don't know, it, it's being able to appreciate it for what it is. And I think a lot of people for whatever reasons might hear something. Ah, it's too sad. I don't want to hear that because they're running from something. Yeah. It might be, I don't know, but just that's kind of always how I've looked at it. It's like, I should be able to listen to a song and appreciate it for what it is. And it, and you know, and if it, it, it it's going to affect you some way, shape or form. And some people, it hurts them harder and some people hide from it. And, but I mean, a good song is a good song. And yeah. Um, yeah. And the, yeah. Uh, sorry, the other piece good. of that, the, 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 the true versus not or whatever yeah. kind of idea. And like more, I'd say about, 80% of the time I'm doing more like what you're describing, like kind of I'm informed by reality, yeah. but I'm twisting it and I'm allowing yeah. myself to have that space to be artistic with yeah. it. And I feel like it's, 
I'm often looking at songwriting and trying to figure out like why why is it treated so different and why is music yeah. treated so different than other art forms like it, when people see Jason like when they watch a, the born identity mm-hmm. they're not like did the screenwriter really experience this yeah, like they're, yeah. they don't <laughs> it's a good story man it's and it's it's part it's it's part of it man it's all it's like but also the way just to bounce off that like it's probably happened at some point. Yeah. Maybe. We don't know everything that's ever happened. Like, True. It probably could have happened. In I, some way it's happened. Some way it's happened, yeah. And then, I mean, you know, but that's... To be able to have the mind... To me, what's cool is like to being able to have the mind of thinking outside of the box and thinking of an ending that might not have happened, not the not the stereotypical way of something should happen. To me, that's what's even cooler. And like so a lot of people appreciate it for that. Mm-hmm. And not saying that I write like these elaborate like you know, Shakespearean things that are just like, Oh, he did this. And then everybody dies or something, you know, like that's not, right. I don't write stuff like that, but I'm just saying like, it's the, the, the thought process and how you approach it. It's, it's cool to me. That's cool. And I think you'd agree is like, it's just, it's alleviating for us because it's like, and again, not conforming to what the, the physical and, and everything. It's like, now you're kind of floating, you're floating on the line of, Anything's possible. Yeah, it doesn't always have to be so cut, dry, black and white. Like anything's possible, and I and I, it's. I think as a being a having a creative mind, it's it's like we we kind of accept that more as fact mm-hmm. in in a lot of things than than everyone else is just cut and dry, black yeah. and white on things. So and and and, to, and you're right, and it's not, and I don't mean for anything I say to com- it's not that I'm trying to compare. Maybe songwriters who do feel confined yeah, by no, any of that no. stuff. I mean, but dude, dude, again, it's everyone. Yeah, uh, yeah. They, his own man. Exactly. And be happy with it. There are people who are gifted with that, but yeah, I personally find like if I was confined to only whatever I experienced that was like uh, that I could retell perfectly, I would yeah. feel like I would I, I would just feel like that didn't tap out the possibilities within songwriting yeah. because songwriting can be it can consist of all sorts of shit and like. Truly, it does. Like I, I, you know, when it f- starts to feel like it's just purely a journal entry or just a, and, and I have songs like that yeah. that are just factually, they're like almost semi-factual accounts of something that happened. But yeah, um, you know, I just as a practice, I try not to practice limiting what's possible with songwriting. I just yeah, I, yeah, and you hit that on the head. It's like I dude, go where the song takes you. Yeah. For me, it might take me this place. For you, it might take you that place. And that's, again, it's the whole beauty of it, man. It's the fun it's, of it. It's the fun of it because, like, there's no right or wrong. It's wherever you want to take it. That's your interpretation. Someone else might write it completely different. And that's the whole, that's the cool thing about it. And, like, I don't, you know, I'm not, and again, just like you're saying, I'm not, I applaud the people who can black and white sit down and just tell it account from everything from start to finish and it just be a masterpiece. Yeah. And it's like, I wish I could do that because then I wouldn't have to try to come up with crap. Like, you know, like it'd be so much easier. But that's it's, you know, everyone's got their own gig and everybody does their own thing. And that's that's what's so cool. It's like there's so many different influences from every person and and getting to co-write with a lot of people. You you find out what makes them tick and you find out how they look at it. And then you kind of gauge how you you can gauge the person and, and what they're looking at to try to feed off on okay like they're thinking this so i've never had that kind of point of view 
so I'm going to try like, now let's get out of the box a little bit. Let's try something different. We start talking and then we, that's collaboration. That's mm. the whole part of it. And it's like, that's when you get something special. It's like my point of view, your point of view, how we approach things come together. And now it's something even more different. Yep. And it's beautiful for what it is. And that's, what's cool. You like being a creative person. I do. It gets stressful because yeah. I get hard on myself. And I think that's where that discipline from sports comes back in because it sports is you go do the work and you go put in the work like hey i need to get more fit i go work out and i find myself often oftentimes just hey i know i need to write i'm not really feeling creative right this second yeah exactly and then i'm looking for creativity and i stress myself out because you know being creative it should just happen naturally you feel like it should and I try to, you know, some people, I mean, people go have a beer with their bud and, and they get, they, or, or go smoke some weed or something and then they get creative. That's their, that's their bag and what they do. And for me, it's like, it's so hard because I revert back to, again, I revert back to like sports and it's like when it's cut and dry, it's like, you need to be better at hitting. So you go work on hitting drills Mm -hmm. and you know, pitch and you go throw the, you go pitch and you go do a bullpen or something. And, and then like, again, for this, that's, I think, and I'm still battling with it a hundred percent. Cause there's so many days where I'll have hours on end to just be creative, but I am not in the creative mindset. And I get so mad at myself because it's like, you're wasting this time. It's the way I look at it. And mm. it's, it's totally self-destructive and it, it sucks. And, but I realize it, I'm working on it, but it's like, Hey man, you got a couple hours here where you don't have any responsibility, you can just chill out and write and just do whatever. And I've gotten to the, there was a point uh, within the last year, man, where I was so, I would, I would be so unhappy with myself because I was not being creative because I think I felt like, I felt like I was wasting time and I felt like I wasn't doing, I wasn't working. I wasn't busting my butt to really achieve what I wanted to do. And I wasn't taking advantage of the time that Mm -hmm. I had. Because trying to have free time when you're working on cars, you know, I'm married, we have a house, um, and side hustles and um, friends and everything, it's like you rarely have free time. Yeah. And to me, that's always, I, you can make an excuse all day long, you know, I don't have time. But like when you finally do have time and you can't be creative and you can't flip that switch on, and I feel like a lot of people deal with it, it, it it's discouraging and it and it just makes you very frustrated as an artist but and of course sometimes a creativity happens when you least expect it and you don't want it to or or you're not in a position where you want it to and then that's what really sucks because then you're like you're in the middle of i don't know you're you're in the middle of a hanging out with friends and then you're just like i just had a great idea mm-hmm. and i don't have a guitar near me and i'm two hours away from the house and we're out and about or doing you know and, and it's just like Oh man. And so like it, it, I like it. I love being a creative person and it's very fun when it, when it can be, but just like anything else can definitely stress you out when it's not happening on your command. Yeah. And I'm sure there's drills and I'm sure there's methods that people have. Cause I know I'm not the first one to ever deal with it by far. And I just haven't figured out what works for me to get, well, actually that's a lie. I, I cars helps me out. Mm. So whenever I get frustrated with music, and the hustle and bustle of it. And I'm like, okay, I'm not enjoying this. Like for the reasons that I was enjoying it before 
I step away for a moment and I go mess with cars. Yeah. And like, I like, I'm restoring a car right now. And if, if I'm and I have one that's pretty much done, but like, I, I, I just, the, the being able to put my mind on idle and not have to worry about trying to create, like, there's the part I need to fix it. I need to put it back together. Yep. Black and white. There it is. It puts me, it gives me a piece, puts me in idle and it takes that stress away. And so like, that's been helping. I found that to help, but I know there's, it don't always work. And, uh, I think that's what, you know, again, I know I'm not the first artist to go through something like that. And I'm just trying to find methods that help me get into the creative mindset. And when I don't, you know, when I don't get the mindset, be at peace with it, be cool with it. Like it's, there's another day it's going to happen, you mm-hmm. know, and, and just be content with it. And it's, a. Uh, Again, I'm I'm becoming more self-aware of it, but before I was definitely getting down on myself because I'm just that hard-nosed motivation of like I need to write, I need to write every day, I need to write this, and it's like, and if I don't, if I'm putting it off multiple days throughout the week, and then finally the day that I do have time to write, I can't write because I'm not in the mental headspace to. Yeah, I get very very frustrated. Yeah, and and then it makes it discourages me and it, it puts me out to where I don't want to. I just get, I just have to step away. Yeah. So, but that, yeah, that's it. Like that's the, it's a love hate relationship for sure. You kind of tapped into my follow up, which was like about daily routines and stuff. Yeah. And I, I, I was thinking about that a week or two ago, I think, cause, um, I was like, I don't know, man, just, well, thinking about the identity stuff too, yeah. and thinking about possibilities. And I landed on this thought that was like, you know, I think I'm realizing I like having a daily routine and I like building into that routine times to be social and kind yeah. of like fuel my enthusiasm for life. And that I feel like is how I fill up the tank for writing yeah. more so than trying to like build writing into my schedule. Right. Cause when I get regimented like that, it's sort of like I, I can't same as you. It's just, it's just hard to predict when creativity, I mean, you, you can create the scenario where, stuff gets out of your way. Yeah. You can try to li- limit your distractions and open the door for yourself. But yeah. if you're not writing shit that you like, you're just not hitting. You're just yeah. not writing shit you like, you know? And yeah. I, I find what makes me write shit I like is when I'm living my life in a way that is inspiring ideas about yeah. imagery and sentiment and emotions like you were talking about, like being in a situation where, like the last time, I was, uh, one of the most recent times a, a, an idea really struck me was like, I was at a work function, like running a camera, uh, watching a bunch of like older drunk people dance. And then like, I was like, Oh, there's a, there's a, there's a vision for a song, you know? And if, if I wasn't working my job, I wouldn't have had that moment to like be kind of open to that, that visualization of the song. For sure. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, you're talking about the routine thing, man. It's like, I, I get, sometimes it works the routines work for me and like i'll get into kind of a kind of a routine and and like the weekly routine and this is just personally for me but like then i'll i hate the routine because it's it's a symbol of it's a symbol of the man and and (laughs) and and, uh and like doing everything that is counter creative yeah and it's like you know of course i'd want to just wake up at noon and then just like 
where's the day going to take me, man? Let's see what happens. And <laughs> it's an, it's impossible right now. And you need, you know, you got responsibilities. It's part of it. So it's a juggle, man. It's, it's, it's juggling all that. And, and it's still trying, it's such, and that's what makes it a grind sometimes to where it was, I mean, obviously when I was still getting out of school and everything, it was so much easier. Cause I was trying to, I was working at a car lot. I worked uh, for a family friend. Uh, I was selling selling old diesel trucks, like old Power Strokes and Cummins and Duramaxes, and like that was really when I wasn't even trying to do music. I, I well, wasn't trying to do my music. I was drumming as a hired hand, and it was like a weekend thing, and it was fun, and it was like, yeah, like I can ride. I don't have any responsibility. Like I'll go hang out till two in the morning, and then I'll go work and do that, and like there's no responsibility on me because like I don't have to come up with content now I don't have to post every day I don't have to like there's when you're independent you do all these things you don't have a team you have you yeah. and like it all relies on you and again it's like it becomes when you start off it's like it's so important to you that again it's like and and to compete you have to do these things like if 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 you're if you're trying to get your name out there and all these things and it's like I, I enjoy posting like I definitely like I i used to do it so much more and again this is before I kind of understood kind of the mindset that I'm thinking of now it's like I'm gonna everybody else is posting I need to post mm. and like but then I've then again like just coming through it and really diving into what other people have done it's like dude you, ain't, you don't like if you're good enough and you're doing what you're good at and you're being you and you're good enough like people are gonna find you with anything you know and it's and ultimately you shouldn't sacrifice your happiness just to try to appease other people mm. and 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 you know it's like what is it what does it matter if you get you know 300 likes on instagram or whatever and all that stuff it's like at the end of the day man that's all bullshit man it is but i was just trying to i was just fucking with my perspective because it is it's all about perspective and it i is. find all that shit is. so draining but i think it was last night last night i couldn't sleep i i played a show over the weekend and yeah. my schedule got all mixed up another another negative side effect i guess of having a really regimented schedule is it gets fucked up one time You're and then it's <laughs> fucked for like three days yeah, you know dude. and it's just like it man. sucks yeah but i was like up till 2 a.m last night just laying in bed thinking and uh one of the ideas i was trying to use to get myself tired was like thinking about social media stuff and i thought oh, God, yeah. if i could just for me, it's easy to try to be as good as I can at music. Yeah. Why can't I try to be as good as I can at using social media to try to grow my audience? Because yeah. I hate that feeling. I hate the feeling of even trying to grow my audience. Yeah. Like To me, it feels like I'm manipulating people. But if I, yeah. if I could just get it in my head to try to be good at it, I'm sure that I could try to be good at it. But for some yeah. reason, I just feel bad about it. Yeah, man, and that's the thing. It's like I get the same way. Like I find myself, and I don't even like I act like I I don't care about anything, and I'm just like happy go lucky and whatever. And like I'm not. Like I, I it's a it's a it's a self battle mm. a lot with the urge to care about what people think because I feel like I catch myself in the in starting to oh that's they're successful and I get back into like I get back into that that train of thinking and like I, you know, and I, I earlier in the podcast where I was just talking like, I'm kind of just like, whatever, but like, I, it's a battle. Like yeah. I, it's a train thing. Like I have to, I get caught up in it. everybody gets caught up in it. But the, the big thing that I feel like that I'm good at is being able to 
acknowledge it. Yeah. Realize it and then just be like, okay, let's dial it back. Like it's not the most important thing in the world. Like go through a list of things that are 10 times more important, 10 times more important than social media posting. And it's like, it, it matters, you know, because people need to know who you are if you're really trying to get out there and have things paid for. But then also too, it's like, Hey, like at the end of the day, I should not be losing sleep over this. Yeah. And I think there's a healthy balance. I think is, is really what I was trying to say. Like, to get it to get across like with everything it's like you know put in the work if you love it it's not really going to be work you're going to enjoy it and if you can bring other things and other aspects of you into it that's only going to multiply you know for example like the following situation it's like for me it's like I got got people who know me um, as the car cow and messing with cars Mm -hmm. they don't even know I play music Mm -hmm. they just know I or like they don't listen to my music they know I play but they don't listen to it and they just know because I mess with cars and, and it's, you know, older guys. And they got people who are just like, Oh, you mess with cars. And it's like, yeah, like it's a, like I do a lot of stuff with cars and it's a big part of what I do and, and what I enjoy. And it's like, wow, that I didn't even know that man. And yeah. but then they get on my page and they're like, dude, like you actually mess with cars. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, like, and it, and it, it's, again, it's like, um, it's a, it's a, mental battle to where it's just like, Hey man, like, you know, and I think it's the, the regimen of, of knowing how to acknowledge what's unhealthy, what's healthy and being able to come back to like, all right, bigger fish to fry. There's at the end of the day, this is nothing. This don't mean crap. And like, if, if you can, still love music or still love what you're doing without that stuff. And you truly love it. Yeah. And that's, and that's the, that's the thing. But no, like I get what you're saying. Like the, like, how do you grow, how do you grow a fan base? And it's like, cause I, dude, I've been slowly, it's just, just like for me, it's like slowly getting up there. And it's like, then I look at, I look at some other people and it's like one day they got, I don't know, like 7,000 followers. And then the next day they got, or not next day, but, over a short period of time, they're like, Hey, they got like 10,000. Yeah. Like, well, what the hell do they do? Like, what are they doing that I'm not doing? And then it's, then it becomes the game of self doubt. Well, I must not be good enough. And then it's like, or, or the envious thing of like, well, I know I'm better than them. And then, then you get into a really slippery slope and, yeah. and, and do that and a self comparison game. And it's just, uh, I think again, I think the best thing, to do is to focus on yourself and your craft and what you are wanting to be good at. And if you've done your due diligence and you've done everything that you can do possible, everything else will take care of itself. Yeah. That's, that's just the, that's the motto I live by or the phrase I live by, I guess. I a hundred percent agree with that. I, 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 I get mad at myself because I define. It's like there's a part of me that defiantly has been like, "Fuck social media!" Like I don't like how yeah. all this shit works. Yeah. And really, I mean, I, I feel like the first twenty or thirty episodes of this sh- this podcast was kind of getting that out of my system and yeah. talking to people and and f- f- iron ironing out the wrinkles in my head about all that stuff. Yeah. And and I think. I'm not as mad about it anymore, but I've never really put a lot of emphasis on it. And I do, I feel like so behind and I, I see how other people are able to manage to, to grow and stuff. And I do feel very, I don't know, 
and and I also envy. I envy. The, uh, there's times where I envy other people's ability to grow. Yeah. There's times where I envy, like some of the most successful musicians I know, are able to be like, I am one thing, and that's like the total opposite of where yeah. this conversation started. They're like, I am one thing. I am a songwriter. That's all I am. Yeah. That's all I'm interested in being, and I'm like, I don't know what that feels like anymore. Yeah. Like I, I have all these other things yeah. about me that I that I, when I start putting everything into songwriting. It's like I have a bunch of poker chips. Yeah. And when I start getting tempted to put them all on songwriting, I start looking at all those other options and I'm like, I can't abandon like everything else about me that there is. Like yeah. I have to bet on some of these things, not exactly. for the sake of fame or winning any chips back. It's yeah. just like, I have to, I just have to keep those in, in the game, like in the game yeah. of who I am. You got to water, water the other plants. Yeah. You got to. And, and, I think, you know, just what it sounds like to me is like you draw a lot of, just just like me, you draw inspiration and you draw yourself of personality and everything from those other things. And like, it's a big part and that's, it's your identity and like, mm -hmm. it makes you up. And if you don't, if you don't water, water those other plants, man, it's like they're going to die and, and either you're going to be unhappy or, or. It, it, you know they're just and if, if you care about them enough or you don't care about them they're going to just go by the wayside and then then you're reduced down to one thing and you know again some people are cool with that and that's what that's their deal and then you know i guess like guys like us it's like it's kind of you know we that that keeps us balanced and it and it really you know but there's all but to, to talk about that for a second like there's guys just like you're saying there's guys who are one thing they're the artist and that's what they're known for. And then, you know, I know, uh, I guess like for example, like, uh, totally not an artist, but like Jay Leno, I was listening to podcasts, uh, with uh, the Joe Rogan podcast earlier. And it was talking, he, he was talking with, uh, I don't remember who it was, but he was talking about Jay Leno and like, I, everybody knows Jay Leno for being the late night mm. host. And then Jay Leno loves cars. And like he don't care anything about like he doesn't care about celebrities or anything like he's like dude I like cars <laughs> like I don't care and like now he's doing his own show or had his own show with Jay Leno's Garage mm. and like that he does he's doing what he likes and like no one ever knows that because everybody only knew him as that but now he's found success in being him mm -hmm. and being authentic to what he loves and like that's to me that's the great thing like he has this huge car collection and all that stuff but that's that's like a guess interpretation of like what you find success in one thing. And like, if that's all you focus on, that's going to be what you know. But then if you step away from it and you focus on what you want to do, then, you know, you might find success in that. And it worked out for him. And I'm sure there's some thousand other success stories like that. And yeah, I don't know. It just kind of, you know, there's probably a million, there's, there's so many people again, there's not a right, there's more than one right way to do something more one way to do the right thing i don't know yeah I'm i get that yeah i'm trying to come up with cool sayings here <laughs> but no, um well speaking of cool say oh shit I, we've actually been going for a while have we yeah um man i just i just like rambling i love it this is a it's been fun so far um i i had one other curiosity do you do you want to take a breather or anything or you want to keep rolling? I'm, I'm cool man okay I'm cool yeah okay then uh maybe th this might be sort of the area in which we start to wrap up yeah um, so as you mentioned, I don't I don't know if these had to do anything with each other, but uh, speaking of like multifaceted people, 
you you talked about doing some torn with Morgan Wade, yeah, who is somebody who I find really interesting because she's you know, I think she kind of took a shift into being her true self, yeah, uh, sure. and now she's like very. She within her persona as an artist, she puts out this visualization of like working out, being healthy, and all this shit. And also, like I saw a funny thing she did like some kind of commercial about wearing Jordans on stage or something. Yeah. Or something. Anyway, setting all that aside, I just I think she's a really interesting character. But um, you and I kind of discovered accidentally when you first got here that we both have given up drinking at least for a time period or something. Yeah. We talked a little bit about health. I wonder if that was something that you'd be willing to kind of. Talk about your perspective on health as it relates to this whole lifestyle yeah, that's yeah, for traditionally sure. been considered one that is unhealthy. Yeah, so like, you know, obviously like you play in bars, you play in, in shows like that and alcohol, drugs and everything are like are always around. And if you're not careful, you know, again, I'm a big, I like to learn and I like to look at people that have come before me. And, and you always hear the guys, especially in our area of music and genre the guys that were doing all the drugs and drinking all the alcohol back in the day and it's just like damn look at all the stuff they got into and some people idolize that and if you and i'd be lying if i didn't say like i was growing up i was like oh man that's cool partying and hanging out and like you live it and then you realize there's really not a lot to it and it, it gets old really fast and it can wear you down really fast and um you know i i find myself in the battle between you know, definitely struggling to want to be like, not drink as much and find the limit, find the line and, and like not cross it. Mm. And part of me, it, it's, it's just the, I don't know if it's an ego thing or if it's like a, just a, uh, I really can't pinpoint what it is, but I know a lot of people go through, it. I got buddies that go through it all the time. And it's like, it's not, it, it's, it's a weird thing. Cause it's like, to me, I need to, I need to be able just like we were talking, I need to be able to know that I can stop drinking if I want to stop drinking. And, and it's the day that you can't, that's when you got an issue on your hands. Yep. And so it's good for me. Like, and, and I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent, you know, sober. Like I have a beer, I drink, you know, have a whiskey or something and I'll have a good time with my buddies and we'll go out and cut up and it's all in good fun. But, no matter your intentions, if you can't turn it off, it's a bad thing. It's not good for you. And um, last year, uh, and I didn't do it for the reason of just stopping drink, drinking because I had an issue. But me and me and my wife were doing, um, we were on a little health kick thing, and we were trying to do. Uh, we had a lot of I had a lot of ins, uh, sensitivities with like gluten and, and things like that, and like I was just getting just felt bad you know and again just like with our schedules you get home at three in the morning and then you got to wake up and go do something at eight not yeah. really a good situation and yeah. um we we decided uh of course she does she doesn't drink um she's she just that's that's not her bag she's you know she's never really done that and that's cool and i love her for it and like for me um it was like i was scared i started getting scared because i was like Oh man, like how, what am I going to do at shows? That was, and that, that's when to me, like it started hitting me. Cause it was like, I'm concerned with giving up drinking right this second for the betterment of my health. And mm -hmm. I'm, and like, I'm, I'm sitting here saying this to myself. I'm like, 
okay, the fact that I'm even saying this, I'm done with alcohol for a little bit. Like yeah. I need, if, if I'm, if that's my concern point that I'm, I'm worried about not being able to drink at the show. Well, I'm not worried about music and loving music. I'm worried about drinking. So I'm in it for the wrong reasons. So I need to recalibrate myself and hang out. So I went on like a, I want to say it's like two, two, three months sober, uh, alcohol hiatus. And like, really, man, I felt great. And then I just, we, we stopped doing, we found out what we were sensitive to and everything kind of adjusted our diets and everything. And then I was like, Oh, I'm off the, off the wagon again. I started drinking a little bit and it just kind of, I, I, but I was limiting myself and being very conscious, but then if you're not careful and you let your eye off of it for one second, that's when it slips back up and, and, and creeps on you. And so like, um, I'm kind of doing the same thing now. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I've gotten to a point where I'm like, all right, like, Hey, I need to, I need to calm down again and, and reel myself back in. And it, and it's, it's a good thing that like, and I'm, I'm happy to be able to do it very much so. And, but then, you know, it, it's also, you know, it's a sobering thing to where you're like, wow, like, okay, how much better do I feel? Cause at the end of the day, it's poison. Yeah. And, and you can justify it however you want to justify it. And, and it's, it's, you know, everybody's got a crutch of some kind, but, um, it's, a it's, it's a thing where like, you know, me and my friends, we talk about it all the time. Cause we, you know, everybody wants to be a better person. I feel like I, and I, I surround myself with, with my friends and everybody, we always talk about it. And we're very open about it. And we talk about, man's like, Hey, like, why do we do this stuff? Like, why do we drink as much as we do sometimes? And why do we, why do we kind of, you know, like we're not in college anymore. Like it's a funny thing. My, my, one of my best friends, the day we graduated, he said, today we were toasting. He said, today we graduate from college and today we're college kids. Tomorrow we're alcoholics. <laughs> and it's like, it's, and it's like a, it's a realistic thing. Cause you're in college. It's just what college kids yeah. do. And so you go through it and everything, but like, um, you know, it's funny. Like, and I think being able to find the humor in it and like, but also like, knowing when to be real with yourself is a big thing and people know that to be able to know your limits and being able, being able to respect the boundaries and know yourself and actually being honest with yourself is a big thing. Cause there's a lot of people who can't, a lot of people who won't let it go. And, but the, you know, like me and my friends, we talk about all the time when we try to hold ourselves accountable. And like, if, if one of us is slipping up or, you know, going to a dark place or something, we always try to like call it out and bring it to light because you never know what someone's going through mm. and it's a big thing and like mental health. Uh, and I think that's, that's, I was a big fan of, of Morgan before, um, I even got to go on the road before I knew her or anything. I was a huge fan of hers a couple of years ago, just listening to her music and then her statement and her, and her stance on everything that she's doing. And then being able to go out on the road with her and do that stuff, it was, it was great. And I actually, uh, um, you know, like it was funny cause, uh, long story short, I ended up helping her out last year during the summer with, I, I got an old silver Eagle bus and I drove her around for a couple of dates because her tour bus company canceled her lease. Mm. And so I volunteered cause I didn't have any shows going on. I volunteered to let her use my bus and I ended up driving her personally on my <laughs> bus. So and that was her letting me open up for was a thank you. Ah, I see. So that's pretty badass. Yeah, it was it was pretty cool. And like not a lot of people know. I don't really tell a lot of people, but like it's everyone's wondering like, how did you get that? And it's just like it wasn't anything crazy, man. Like I it was a simple it was a offered to help and then she said thank you and that's it. And like 
it was it was such a blessing and opportunity like i thanked her i was like man like seriously you didn't have to do that so like thank you like that this is great like i love this and like again it's like and it would even again but even for more for me like just being a big fan of her music and being a big fan of her mm-hmm. and what she stands for and like that's what was cool to me um but uh but yeah i mean it's it's just like um I mean, I be, it's something I battle again, like battling with drinking and and the the stereotype of of music and like, hey man, like you don't you don't have to get loaded every time you go play a, a show, and it's like not that and it's it's not that it's your goal, but it's very easy to very quick can happen if you're not paying attention and you're not focusing on it, you yeah. know, and and um, you know, for me, it's like again having these having these periods where I can. Or I can take a step back and reevaluate and be honest with myself and know when enough's enough and be able to set the boundary. Yeah. And that to me, it builds the mental toughness. And I think that carries over into making yourself a better musician, better person, better everything. Yep. And holding yourself accountable. So, um, but yeah, that's kind of. Yeah. Well, I hear that, man. I mean, my, my, you know, I haven't, I've taught, I mean, people know where I'm at, I guess. Yeah. Um, I'm not silent about it but um i don't talk about it too much i guess but yeah so i i never really used alcohol on stage or it shows too much and i was often the driver as well so like i would have a drink or something while we were playing but for me it was often a sleep aid and so when i'd get to the hotel or wherever we were staying then i would like then i would pound drinks and pass out yeah but that translate that like that happened at home too. And then it started happening like to excess where it became a thing where I started sleepwalking all of a sudden. And I was like, that's fucked. Yeah. That's wild. Weird shit started happening. And I learned that it was like induced from not reaching enough REM sleep because I was disrupting my deep sleep with alcohol or whatever. So I was, I was fucking up my whole system and didn't know it. And so for a while, I was just like, well, I'll, you know, I'll learn how much I can drink in order to still have this sleep aid, but not sleepwalk. And yeah. I did that for forever. And I just like kind of contained it right at this level that was like almost too much, but just enough. And just randomly last year, I just I kind of embarked on a new theme of like, I don't want to consciously do things that are sort of bad for me right. in a way that's like kind of exactly what you're talking about. Like I identified, like I, I knew it wasn't the best thing for me right. to be using alcohol this way. Yeah. Uh, and instead of being okay with doing what was not the best thing for me, I, I started trying to practice a mentality that was like, why don't you start trying to do the shit that is best for you? Yeah. And, uh, because of Rogan and because of Tom Segura and that whole crew, crew yeah. of guys, they, October came around and I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to do sober October along with them just as a way to fucking do it yeah. and, and know that they're doing it. They're being inconvenienced and doing this, this like health thing. Yeah. And I'm going to try to do it too. And, uh, then I just never went back. Like as soon as I learned how to function without drinking at night, I was like, well, this is like way fucking better. Yeah. There's, there's certain things that are hard about it, but it's way fucking better. And so, that has trickled into other things too, man. Like just practicing a mentality of like, uh, of I'm not going to choose the, the, 
the coping mechanism. Yeah. Instead, I'm going to choose the road that gets me away from the bad feeling. I think that's been the theme for me. Yeah, dude, that's awesome for sure. Um, and I think that's, that's where we're similar in the thing. Cause like I've, like I, you know, talking to me and my, my personal experience is just like, um, you know, when you're, when you're a college athlete and, and you're brought up in sports your whole life and you're working out all the time, of course I was, dude, I was like high school. I was like 185 soaking wet and I was a stick. That was my nickname stick. <laughs> I, was, I was like six, three, just skinny. And, um, like you're in shape and you don't realize how much it affects you. So you don't see the physical results. And like, for me, it's been so hard. Like, you know, being a musician, you don't have to be, you know, freaking ripped. You don't have to right. be in tip top shape. You can kind of, that's, it's like, it doesn't require a lot of, I mean, you got to be physical on stage and get into it and everything, but like, it doesn't require you to bench press 300 pounds. If, <laughs> yeah. Not saying that I ever did, but like, <laughs> you know, you, you know, it's like, it's been hard for me to regrasp that um, healthy physical side of life because again, it's like the schedule is so hectic and kudos to Morgan for being able to do it because like she puts in the work again when no one else is looking or doing it. And a lot of other people do too, I'm sure. But like I'm in my battle right now personally where I'm trying to find the not motive, I guess it is motivation, but like I'm trying to find what's going to work for me to get back to the regimen of working out and and because it's it's like before it was the motivation was well i got to be in top physical shape for sports to compete right and now it's like well i don't have to be you know i really don't have to be and in fact i can have a few beers and i'm cool and i'm and i'm i'm succeeding i am doing it you know and it's like at first i was a good mindset and okay mindset not a good mindset but it was uh it was um What's the word I'm looking for? Um, acceptable. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, okay, like, yeah, that's cool. But now it's like, dude, like, you're going to burn yourself out. Yep. And you're going to get burned out real quick. And if you're not careful, you're going to make music about something that it's not supposed to be about. And, you know, that's uh, – I don't want to do that. And, again, look, learning from – other people and, and things that like, you know, again, I, and the thing is that I take comfort in is like, I know I'm not the only one. I know I'm not the only one going through something like this or who has ever gone through something like this. So I know so I, I can, I find comfort in knowing that I can potentially go out on the internet and find another artist who's gone through the, the same thing, currently going through the same thing or, you know, what did they, what it worked for them? Mm-hmm. What worked for them? What, what was their deal? and try to get some sort of coaching or or goals to set or, or or set myself up to where maybe I don't go that route. Yeah. And I can find I can nip it in the butt before before something bad happens. You know, I'm sure you'll find your motivation in your thing and I but but for what it's worth I'll share that for me. Yeah. Two of those things was like one was as as superficial as this sounds or whatever, when I would get off stage or when people would like take pictures with me or of me or put videos up of me, I just saw myself differently. I saw that I had like my body looked different and I was yeah. like, 
it started affecting how I felt when I was going on stage. Yeah. I started be going on stage feeling self-conscious, which meant 100%. I was performing in a self-conscious state of mind. And I was like, well, I can't sustain that. Like, yeah. I can't feel self-conscious on stage. So I've that my for years I've been like, oh, it's on the to-do list to like start exercising yeah, and shit like that. Yeah. But I just I never would do it until finally it started to feel like oh, it's affecting how I feel about myself when I perform at this point by not exercising. And the other thing that honestly I think following people, this is this sounds uh, this is the good part of what it is to follow people on Instagram or whatever, yeah. but following people like Morgan, I was seeing what looked to me like uh, the benefits of, of somebody like her putting in the time she does, like working on her physique and everything. Yeah. Um, and, and I started associating it with like, you know, you probably, it's probably easier on you when you travel and when you are faced with a bunch of decisions on the road and all this shit and lack of sleep and all this shit. Yeah. All of the, the hard parts of this life is probably a little easier if you keep yourself in shape, in shape yeah. you know, and also like something like diet, like, if you know, if you have rules for yourself, like what I do is eat a shit ton of protein and, and fewer carbs, yep. then you're not telling yourself, you know, that it's a normal thing for you to just like go through Wendy's and, and yeah. fill up on a large order of fries or something like that. Like <laughs> yeah. you simplify some things. And yeah. for me, it was important to point that shit at this is how it's going to help you perform better. Like yeah. I had to do that in order to actually find the discipline to do it. Because otherwise, I yeah. probably would have been like, "Why can't I just kind of stay at home and <laughs> yeah, not man. care?" No, dude, and that's the it's like you saying that it's so funny because it's like that's I I think I think a big part of like it's the analysis paralysis situation for me mm. to where it's like, dude, I know what like I know the work now that I've let myself go. This no, no, I'm not, you know. I'm, I'm overweight in my eyes. Like I just know what I used to look like. And just like we were saying, like you have this perceived image of yourself and you're just like, damn, like where'd I go wrong? Like what, what, what am I doing? And then you're like, but then you start thinking it's, it's daunting to be like, all right. So like, I know the work that I had to put in beforehand when I was doing this stuff and I had the mo all the motivation in the world yeah. and I still hated it. And now you're at like, I know I don't have to put in, like, I know I don't have to do that but I still want to look good. And then it's like, you ba I mean, it's a self battle thing and it, it's, it sucks and it's part of it. And like, and I think that, you know, like I joke with my wife about it all the time. Cause it's like, and she's super motivated with what she's doing now. And like, you know, and like for me, I'm just like, it's like, I know I'm being a piece of shit right now. I know I am <laughs> like, I'll go to Taco Bell, dude. And I'm, I'm like Mexican pizza all the, all the uh -huh. day. And, and like, I know I'm doing it. And like, I laugh about it while I'm doing it because I'm just like, dang, like, I'm really not doing good with, with eating. And like we, and like I'll do The thing is, is like, I am a hundred percent in or not. Yeah. I cannot teeter the line of like, well, I'm eating healthy, but I'm not working out. It's like, dude, I am in or I'm out. I, I can't, see. I can't like, I'm and I'm and it's, it's cause I'm half crazy. Cause I'm just like, it's the same thing with music. It's like, I'm either balls to the wall going at it. And I'm, I'm just like foaming at the mouth trying to find the next thing to do. Because, and it's like, a, I don't know if it's, it's just like, I don't feel accomplished unless I'm doing it that way. Mm. And if I'm halfway doing it, well, that's counterproductive to me. Yeah. And it's a bad, it's a, it can be a very dangerous mindset. Be, and I know it is. And I, it's funny because like, I'm aware of all this stuff, but I'm just not acting on it. Yeah. But it's like, 
I, I know that I need to work out. I know that I need to go run. I know that I need to eat healthier. And I know what my macro and like all the macros and all that stuff. And I know what it needs to be because I've done it. But it's just like I know the work that I'm putting. I feel like I I don't have enough time. And this is and this is again. And I know it's all bullshit. But it's like I I feel like that I'm putting so much time into other things that I cannot focus on that. It's like I simply have too much. I don't have enough time in the day to focus on music, cars, marriage, life, yeah. and health. Yeah. And health is and then that's what. But ultimately, that's literally the number one thing is. that is important yeah. for all these things. And it's and it's and like. Dude, I wrestle with myself all the time because I'm just like, dude, I am, I am just so full of shit because I just sit here and I just like, I'm like, ah, and like I argue with my wife. I'm just like, I just don't have time, and then it's just like, I can make time. I don't want to make time because it's it's just so much easier. But in it, well, it's less time consuming. Mm, yeah, it's hard, and it's like I've heard people say it's like, dude, working out's hard, being out of shape, and then having to go, you know, getting so far out of shape to where your body starts breaking down on you. That's hard. That's hard. Choose your hard. Yeah. You know, and like, I know it. And it's like, I'm, I'm at the point, I'm not stupid. Like I'm at the point, like I'm gonna, again, I'm, I'm going to get back into it and I'm, I'm gonna, I keep waiting on a schedule change is my thing. And it's not ever going to happen. And it's like, and again, I I talk so much shit to myself (laughs) and my friends and we all talk about it. And it's just like, I think I have to, I think I have to incur being such a, just, just, in such a bad position so long to where I'm finally like, all right, all right, here we go. Like, that was me. Let's go. Yeah. yeah. And so, and it's like, but, I, but again, it's like the first time, the first time I really went on a health kick was back in college after, after I gave up sports. Cause then it was like, dude, I ain't got to go to 6am workouts or do this, nothing. I'm like, yeah. And then that's when I was like really starting to see myself, like just kind of like I was getting a beer gut from not, working out and drinking all the time and hanging out and doing college stuff. And we were on, we were up at a uh, sugar mountain snowboarding and dude, like my legs cramped up. I made, I made three passes and then I fell at the bottom of the mountain and I bruised my gut, I bruised my fat. And I was laughing because I was like, I'm so out of shape. I bruised my stomach just by falling. And then that really got in my head. And I was like, it sent me off like the edge. Cause I was like, I'm like, I'm like, I was like skinny fat. So I just had a little beer gut, mm-hmm. and I was, but it, it was like a big self image thing. It was bothering me. So yeah. I was like, that's enough. That's enough. And like, literally I went on this whole spell of working out and I got in like really good shape in a matter of months. And then I got, you know, I went, Ooh, squirrel and went and started playing music and then <laughs> really got into it. And then it was like, it wasn't the most important thing, but, but it comes in waves, but man, it's like, it's, I think it's, it's one of the things where it's like, all right, I think I'm finally going to ride this one in and like, let's be about it. That's kind of the way I'm looking at it. It's just like, I'm so tired of back and forth because it's like, I feel, and I, and it's, I feel so good when I am motivated and, and, and really working towards that goal. And I feel like when you do it, and I'm sure you could say the same thing, everything starts working together Yeah, and everything starts like meshing and and just it feels good it doesn't feel counterproductive everything feels like it's going for the right direction the right goal and and you know to being the best you suddenly things don't feel so burdenous if that's even a word but yeah it might be burden burdensome maybe burdensome i don't know whatever (laughs) one of them such a burden here we go but (laughs) um but yeah man it's like uh I hope you're not too hard on yourself, by the way. I mean, uh, I, yeah. I, 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 I'm tough on myself, but I can, 
I, I let I let it go. Yeah. And it's and it's just because I hold myself. It's like I hold myself to a, to a certain standard, and and standards are good. They're good, but it, but it's but uh, but again, it's like I've learned to in 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 the exercises and just in the way of thinking, like with everything else. Like you know, we can be hard on ourselves sometimes, but also too, it's like if you can if you can appreciate for where you're at and and know that you have the ability to change, and it's never too late. Yeah. And you can talk to someone and everything. That's the thing for me. I've been very fortunate to have that mindset and think of things like that and be, you know, have fun with it, like, and joke about it. It's like, dude, I know I'm out of shape. If I, if you asked me to go run a mile right now, I'd run it in probably 10 minutes, but I'd be, I'd be down for the next three days. Yeah. You know, but like, it's never too late. Like you can always make a change in your life. And I know that. And that's kind of the way I look at it. It's like, all right, like, Hey, like, you know what? Keep eating bad. And this is me for the past couple months. Keep eating bad. Keep, keep drinking, keep doing that and see how long you're going to last with it. And then I'll finally reach the point where it's like, all right, no more. Like yeah. I can't do this, man. Like it's not sustainable. That's how it was for me, man. It, it's like, it couldn't, I couldn't just flip the switch. Yeah. And, uh, when I found the right time to flip the switch, it worked. And you know, there's just, there's tons of stories out there and I'm yeah. no guru on this shit. Cause I'm kind of new in this world. Same, but yeah. Uh, you know, I, I think as much as it sounds like you're very focused on uh, being there for the things that you're passionate about, mm-hmm. I'm sure if, if it proves that this is like something that matters for you, yeah. I'm sure you'll fucking you're, you'll figure your, your road out. Yeah. And I think sometimes, man, it takes unfortunate, like no matter how much you look at someone else's path and trying to learn from it, unfortunately, sometimes it takes going through it yourself to really understand it yeah. and understand the weight of it. And um some things you're able to just kind of know not to go near just, just from looking at people, but also like for this, man, this is, this is my path. And like, I know it like, and it's, you know, you hopefully catch it before it becomes too serious or anything. And, and it's, you know, we're just talking about joking, like getting in shape. I mean, what's a few extra pounds, but like it, ultimately it's a reflection on maybe other things in life. So it's like, again, being able to hold yourself accountable is really the main lesson and kind of yeah. what I'm, kind of looking at and it's kind of a deep thought it's a it's a deep thing and and you know but again coming to terms with it and understanding it is is really uh really really wild because like i don't know like there's a time for being serious but you got to find the humor in everything in life i feel like is the way i look at it is you know, you can't take it. You can't take life too serious. Cause it's like, dude, at the end of the day, we're all going to be gone one day. And it's what, you know, this is, I don't know. And like, then, and then I think about that. And I'm like, well, no one's going to care if I'm ripped and I'm dead. Like no one gives a shit about that. But, but then again, it's also it's like, well, like, Hey, I might be around a few more years and I don't see it right now. The reason why I need to be around a few more years, but there's a, there's a bigger planet at hand. And I don't know. Man. Yeah. It all just is about, whatever makes you feel most optimized you yeah know? whatever yeah. For, for me again it was just about like i think i can do more as a performer i think yeah. this way you know but there's also other arguments to be made you yeah. know uh, yeah whatever your reason man it's it's if you're doing it, that's great but it, as long as you can justify it and you can sleep with yourself at night about it and that's yeah. the big thing and no matter what the motivation is is like that's it's a find what works for you and that that's i guess i'm in like i said i'm in the middle of it and I, we're, we're i think we're on the same page with it. it's just like you know it's it's a counterproductive thing to some extent yeah it's it's uh 
but they, but again, you got to be careful because they go hand in hand in, in this business and, mm-hmm. and it, I think, but this is also the business where it's acceptable. Yeah. And that's, you know, if it, if it were another job, like a corporate job or something and you're doing that, well, uh, you know, it, it might, your work ethic's going to reflect and it's going to be, it's a, it's a, it's, it's funny how, it's funny how we can categorize what's acceptable and not. And, mm-hmm. and that's, that's a thing that I think about too. And I've had buddies that I played for. It's just like, Hey, you're not drinking before a show. You don't show up to work drunk yep. or anything. So you're not drinking before a show. You're not, um, you're not going to do any of that. Like, and after the show, you want to have a drink. That's cool. But like, we're, we're up here to work. We're up here to do something. Yep. And I had to deal with that a little bit to some degree. I mean, I hope, you know, not in a way that's like, whatever just had to had to yeah. had to have those conversations yeah. before and uh and I don't think this person was guilty of that but the point but there's a thing about that kind of like what you were alluding to earlier there's like a there's like a romance about the artist and about yeah. the the addictions that come with that yeah. and it's like and for for me like I was like I was kind of saying like I I knew I had something in there in me and I was like I want to be productive artist yeah but i think i'm done romanticizing the this the the destructive side of it yeah like yeah, i want sure. the healthy side of it and i want to be sustainable and yeah. I, I like i already lived past 27 you know that part's yeah. an accomplishment so now let's live to 87 you know? yeah exactly. <laughs> something like that exactly and i think man just like with all things there's a healthy balance there's there's, there is such thing as too much of something, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's good or bad. And, and, um, you know, a lot of, again, there's people who can't, they don't know the limit and they'll test it. And then there's people who find the limit and respect it and are able to walk away and make a lifestyle change because of it. And, um, being self-aware of your situation is a big thing and, and to is a, is a really, really cool thing. And, and again, being able to step away when it's, when it, being able to tell yourself to step away, then actually acting on it and stepping away is a big thing that goes underappreciated. And I feel like just from being in, you know, in the places uh, we are and, uh, you know, and a lot of, but a lot of people don't, a lot of people don't really want to see it because they're either fighting the demons themselves and, and they, want to bring you down not not out of spite or anything but they just don't want to be feel alone like they're the ones mm-hmm. having to deal with it and so it ends up being like a vicious cycle with other people and whether it's bandmates or uh friends or people just at the bars like man like i like so-and-so so much better when they were drinking like they weren't they don't sound the same and then like they want to they want like, hey man like you want to drink nah i don't want one. Oh man come on you know like and then it's like they're they're fighting their own thing and like but again, you got to be able to realize that, like, you, you know, don't don't worry about what they're doing. You got to worry about what you're doing. Yeah, it boils back to that. Just worry about what you're doing, and that's all that matters. I think that's the theme of the episode, and uh, and I love that theme. You know, because yeah. it's it's a world of a lot of comparisons, a lot of metrics, and yeah. the most important things you got uh, as artists out there is your health and your sense of being true to yourself. Yeah, and I love that shit. Yeah, man, it's uh. It's a big thing. I think we're, we're we definitely relate on a lot of those topics, and mm-hmm. it's 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 a cool thing to talk to someone about it and share those experiences and mind mindsets and things like yeah. that. Yeah. So.
Yeah, well, I guess with that said, we can wrap it up. Marble is uh, ready to walk, I think. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> she's, she's showing herself. Um, I appreciate your time for real and for just like spending the time to relate as artists and everything yeah. and, and yeah. sharing your perspective, man. It was really valuable just to hear all the cool shit that goes on in your mind and thank you for sharing it all yeah man no, i think thank you for for having me and uh listening to me ramble for <laughs> however long it was it but, didn't feel like a ramble no nah, man i i did i get in my head sometimes and i'm just like i gotta get it out and then it's like i just made no sense for about 20 <laughs> minutes and then it's just part of it but it's uh but no nah, i appreciate you having me dude i had a fun time for hell me. yeah man awesome well we'll do it again sometime yeah yeah for sure all right all right Thank you.